Welcome everyone to Paladin Financial Talk. My name is Jeff Foley and today we're going to talk about financial literacy. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello and welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. My name is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial and as always our lovely co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing today, today Tony? I am doing great today, today. That's good, good, good. (laughs) We're off to a great start, yeah. We are, we are. Yeah, it's always fun here on the show. There's no echo going on here, folks. This is just us. It's how we talk. Stay with us. (laughs) You know, it's so appropriate that we're doing a show on literacy today. (laughs) It's true, it's true. (laughs) I mean, Uh, that's our topic for today, right? It is, financial literacy. I I find myself right now... um, thinking about how words are, are pronounced because I'm, we're trying to teach Jacks uh, how to read and sounding out words and going real slow. So in my head, I'm saying literacy. So <laughs> welcome awesome. to my world. <laughs> how old is Jacks now again? Just turned four. That's right. Four. So yes. that's a fun age. Yeah. That's is. loads of fun right there. And uh, no wonder you look so sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> You've had your coffee. You're ready to go. We're, we're ready to roll. We're ready to roll here. This is going to be a great show, but Uh, Seriously, I've had a great week, Jeff, and thank you for having me on the show. This is going to be a good one. Uh, We're going to find out what it means to be financially literate, and I can't wait to ask you about that. But first, how have you been besides teaching Jacks how to read? Have you been keeping busy? Yeah, we're staying very busy. Just got back from uh, Thanksgiving last week and ready to pack up and go see the family again here in a few weeks for Christmas. So it's an exciting time of year. Awesome. So uh, to start us off, explain to us what you mean when you say financial literacy. Yeah, Tony, financial literacy means you have the knowledge, you have the skills and the confidence that goes along with that, that you need in order to make sound financial decisions. And there, there are other hallmarks to having a good financial plan in place. You've got a budget, uh, avoid uh, uh, obtaining a debt that you shouldn't have, managing that debt, diversification, but you really need literacy, the fluency in order to achieve a a rewarding and secure financial life. And people often spend a lot of times earlier in their career, time, money, and energy. They're focusing on getting a job, but they don't carefully consider how they're going to manage the money that they earn once they have that job in place. So the same way you might be an expert in 70s rock or craft beer or in your case, Legos, uh, (laughs) you you should be literate in the realm of personal finance. Actually, if you change that to 80s rock and craft beer, you've, you've hit on uh, two it's, of my main <laughs> hobbies right there. I thought of you. Not vintage cars, though. I used to be really into Legos, but uh, love Legos. Who doesn't like Legos, I know. though? Honestly. I know. We're entering the Lego phase of uh, with Jax as well. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> so do you think a lack of financial literacy, then, is a widespread issue out there, Jeff? Absolutely, Tony. I, I meet with a lot of people, all walks of life, and- despite their hard work, they still feel like their finances don't reflect their efforts. You know, and we all know people that have worked really hard, but financially they're not in a, 
a good position. And the amount of money you're making, it's not necessarily what determines your financial future. It's more about how solid your plan is. I mean, I've seen individuals who are drowning in credit card debt, but they have a six-figure salary. And on the other hand, you have people with modest incomes, no debt. They've got a good financial plan in place. So more income doesn't necessarily translate to a better financial situation. And good example that a lot of uh, teachers that we've worked with over the years, we find that they have a very good sound financial plan for whatever reason. They're, they're wired to think about those things, make good financial decisions. They're generally financially literate. So we want to make sure that translates across the board for, for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's an interesting concept. Let's talk a little bit more about the differences between the two different types of people you mentioned. Yeah, definitely. It comes down a lot to what you've been exposed to, the education that you've received regarding finances. And that might come from your family, your upbringing, or something you caught a knack for and an interest and you've spent time and effort learning more about that. So of course, everyone would like to make smart financial decisions that are going to position them correctly for the future, but many have never really been given that opportunity to learn how. There's a a Fortune article that states that nearly two-thirds of Americans can't pass a basic test of financial literacy, which, yeah, in our country, it's even led the government to designating April as National Financial Literacy Month for, I think, a a decade or so now. So it's certainly a, a widespread issue. Well, and to be honest, if I could interject right here, I think part of the problem is they don't start early enough. Like my kids didn't learn about personal finance and financial literacy in school. I don't think they teach it enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's something we're going to actually we're going to talk about in a little bit is uh, there's a lack of education, a lack of exposure uh, in finances and what to do with money. And I heard some devastating news recently. I remember in I think it was junior high that uh, we had home economics class where you learn how to use the oven and crack an egg and all these sorts of basic things. And I guess they, they don't teach that anymore. So nope. we'll be the future generations will be microwaving everything. So it sounds like it's bad, but just how bad is financial literacy in America then, Jeff? Yeah, it's pretty bad. And I want to separate financial literacy and having bad luck. You know, some people, we know that people know what they should do sometimes. They have good habits, but life hands them a bad hand. For example, there might be someone listening that's had large medical bills in their life that they, they simply outweighed their ability to pay and they're in over their heads in debt. There isn't much they can do about that, even though they had good discipline in place. However, there are people out there that haven't fa- faced bad situations and aren't in a good position financially. They need some help in becoming more financially literate. So just because you're, you're not where you want to be with your investments and your financial plan, uh, some of that is is life. But with that background, let's put financial literacy into perspective. 44% of Americans, Tony, don't have enough cash to cover a $400 emergency, according to that same Forbes wow. article. Yeah, so that's that's an issue. And the, the median out-of-pocket cost for an emergency medical expense is about $1,000. So that means almost half of Americans are one accident away from receiving a bill in the mail that they can't afford to cover, they're going to have to go into debt. So it might be harder to imagine right now since the job market's been strong for some time now, but imagine the setback an individual would have if they were to lose their job with less than $400 in their account. 
So again, ties back to the understanding, the importance of having an emergency fund, and that's a piece of being financially literate is be aware of the need for that and having that in place. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a real crisis out there, and it is a problem. Now, uh, this is good information, so we get a perspective on just how serious this can be. Um, maybe you could share with our listeners how you could help them become more financially literate. I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you might be listening to this, and you you know you're not where you want to be. You don't know what you know you should know you're someone we can help. And in taking the time, give us a call, come in, sit down with us 30 to 45 minutes and have a complimentary consultation, learn more about how we can help you out or learn more about your situation. Some of you, you might feel you're on the other end of the spectrum and you've done a good job on things. Let's make sure you're optimizing what you have and pour more knowledge and more experience into your financial plan to help you and your family out long-term. Yeah. So yeah, give us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199 or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. And I know they just need to mention the radio show and that initial consultation. There's no cost or obligation, right? Correct. Yes. And if you're listening to this after hours, give us a call now, leave your name, number, and we'll get, give you a call back and get something scheduled for that complimentary co- consultation. That's nice. Well, are there any other areas we should be discussing that uh, maybe can give us an indication as to whether or not uh, somebody has financial literacy? Yeah, another another area is credit card debt. There's a rec- yeah, <laughs> a recent study uh, from Value Penguin is thirty said thirty eight percent of households in the U.S. have credit card debt, and this is not you're putting money on your credit card to get points and you're paying it off the next month. It's you're building up debt over time, and they also found that the average household has a credit card debt of fifty seven hundred dollars. So you ask me, that's $5,700 too much. What can we do about that to start chipping away? And that the interest that you accrue on maintaining that credit card debt, it can be really incredibly damaging to your financial plan over time. It, it adds up, it compounds, and many people with that debt are unaware they're paying so much in interest. And more importantly, there are strategies that can help them to reduce that interest over time. But yeah. we wanna make that a priority in your plan is taking care of that debt, particularly high interest. Well, yeah, the interest will kill you. It's compounding interest, but in the wrong direction. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's negative. <laughs> negative compound. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, nobody wants to have credit card debt, uh, but so many folks do. And for those who find ourselves in that hole, it's encouraging to know that there are strategies out there uh, to help us recover, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It starts with having a budget, having a repayment plan, being diligent about that. Uh, I often refer to myself as an uh, accountability buddy for some of our clients who are working like on that. <laughs> working on trying to pay down their debt over time. So that's an important one we want to chip away on. Now, the last area of financial literacy or, or lack thereof, I should say, is in the retirement realm. And uh, Go Banking Rates had an interesting study of millennials, Gen Xers, baby boomers, asking them how much they had saved for retirement. And the results were really bleak, Tony. Uh, they revealed many people are not on the right track to covering their expenses in retirement, and they found that 56% of Americans have less than $10,000 saved oh. for their golden years. I don't even know how that's possible if they've worked at a 
job where they have a 401k for any amount of time. They just aren't putting money into those accounts, obviously. Yeah. And there, there's no shame, you know, regardless of where you're at, if you're listening and thinking, yeah, hey, that's me, I've fallen into every category you've sure. talked about so far. Every day is a fork in the road is get some help, start making small steps. It will add up over time yeah. and uh, don't feel like it's not worth making any effort is do what you can. Yeah. My wife and I were on that same track and had made most of the mistakes we're talking about. <laughs> and, and, you know, we've, we've done uh, a lot to get back on track and uh, you know, it's a, it's a daily process or a weekly or monthly struggle uh, for many, but there are strategies out there. You can get back on track, no matter how old you are, you, you've got to get back on track and get a plan in place. And that's what you're always talking about. And that's what you help people with. Uh, what do you think, though, the reasoning behind this failure to plan for the future that so many people have? For for some people, they just haven't been exposed to it. No one's there, you know, their their parents or whatever. They they've not been exposed to the importance of thinking ahead when it comes to your finances, and it's also can be a daunting, you know, topic that has a lot of guilt associated sure. with it for people. And sometimes it's easier to just stick your head in the sand, but you'll pay for that later. So. Mm -hmm again, take action now and start building the future that you want today. I've got a, a, a client a couple that I work with. They're in their mid thirties and they are more ahead. They're further ahead than most people that are right before retirement or in retirement because they're being conscious about it. They're thinking about what do we need to do now? What does this thing mean? Asking questions, being engaged in it. And uh, just in working with them over the past year, you know, they've made a, a tremendous uh, strides in this and they've put a lot of effort into that and they're going to be thankful for that down the road. Oh, for sure. I, I wish I had started doing what I'm doing now. My wife and I wish we had started in our 30s. Yeah. You know, that's the that's a good time to start. I mean, obviously, uh, when people ask when's the best time to start planning, it's like a, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but when's the second best time? Today. Today, <laughs> Jeff. I knew you knew that one. I knew you knew that one. That's why you're the accountability. How is that? The accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. Now that sounds like something from Schoolhouse Rock. I think you should have your own little Saturday morning financial education for kids segment. The accountability buddy, Jeff Foley. All right. Well, hey, let's take a, a, a quick moment here for you to let our listeners know once again, how to get a hold of you. I'm sure this topic is bringing up a lot of concerns or questions and you're more than happy to sit down with our listeners and talk to them about it, right? Absolutely. It's Regardless of where you're at, it, it's important to put together a retirement plan as soon as possible. If you're retiring next week, don't think it's too late. If it's 30 years down the road, don't think it's too early. Is is do something now. And our goal at, at Paladin Financial is to help you to understand what you have in front of you. What do you need to do and not gloss over important things? So I'm very very big about taking the time to explain things for people because I feel like the more that you know, the better client you'll be from my perspective, but the more it's going to serve you and your family if you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And when the market goes sideways or up 20 or down 20, you're, you're not going to react with emotions, but be calm and, and calculated about things. So give us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199. Come in, schedule a complimentary second opinion with us 30 to 45 minutes and, and learn a little bit more about each other and how we can help you out. And you can also visit our website at financialpaladin.com. And that phone number again, it sounded like, uh, is it 219? Yes, 
3199. Yeah. Uh, to my old tired ears, it almost sounded like 209. So I wanted no. to clarify for, <laughs> our, for our listeners. And uh, I have to chuckle because I, I just realized um, uh, we're talking uh, today about literacy and yet uh, we focused on a made-up word, accountability. So we're this making up words. We're, we're, <laughs> we're using made-up words on a show about literacy, but we're not hey, talking about language literacy. We're talking about financial this literacy. This is true. You know, if you think about it, though, you look at the dictionary. Every word that's in the dictionary wasn't in the dictionary at one point. So we, They're all made-up words. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all words are made up. I, I like that. I, I like that reasoning. That's great. Um so now that we've talked about some of the problems surrounding a lack of financial literacy, uh, let's talk a little bit more about where we can go from here, Jeff. Yeah. So you mentioned this earlier is, is starting young and the education. And there's only a few states that actually require personal finance classes for high schoolers. And I believe that if we had a more widespread financial education program, we might have a lot less people today that are financially illiterate. So without classes on finances, individuals are left to navigate the the confusing, the never-ending world of finances on their own. If you go out and Google any financial term, you're going to have a, a billion hits out there and everyone has an, a different opinion and it's hard to, to weigh through all that. So again, it's easy for a lot of people to just ignore it, but work with a good financial services professional that can help you navigate those waters and put a plan in place. I think that's huge. And you know, some high schools... Uh, at, at the upper levels in, in the top grades uh, have personal finance classes. However, mo- many to most don't. And I think it needs to be started. The minute you start with math, there's got to be, you got to work in a financial aspect because yeah. personal finances, that's where the credit card debt, the budget, uh, the setting aside for the future, the discipline when it comes to finances and the knowledge of how it works, it just isn't there. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, but maybe you could give us some more tips on how we can gain more financial literacy. Yeah, it might seem overwhelming to get involved in your finances, but you're going to be so much better off in the future if you start taking control now, take small steps, and over time that will add up. So you can start by reading as much as you can. And I know what you're thinking is hard pass on the uh, the, the dull reading there that might be involved, but start small, get exposed to it. You know, you look at uh, Wall Street Journal and Fortune and Forbes and different things like that. There's some not so good opinions in there, but being exposed to things and being aware and then doing your own research beyond that is good. But you'll start to pick things up quickly. Uh, And there are great tools out there like Mint uh, that you can link in your personal accounts, check your saving, credit card, your mortgage, and keep you uh, on top of some of those things and that will be good for you and make it easier to manage your finances. Yeah. And it's so important to be knowledgeable on this subject because it's going to affect your entire life and, yeah. and it's going to affect it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the most important things you can do is, is ask for help, uh, work with a good financial services professional in the same way that you couldn't perform brain surgery on your own because you weren't trained in that skill. Consult a trusted financial services professional that has good experience. They're not overly opinionated on certain things that they have an open mind based on your situation, how they can help you out. And professionals can help you to look at how you're handling your finances, make suggestions, again, be a good accountability buddy and and help you to work on your debt and other things that impact your life. So um, give us a call again. We'd be glad to help you out, give you a complimentary second opinion on and what you can start doing today to head 
things in the right direction. Well, that sounds great, Jeff. And we're out of time for today's show. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, our phone number again is 877-219-3199. Uh, visit us online at financialpaladin.com. And one of the first key steps for us and in, in, in you understanding where you're at and how to improve things is take our color of money risk analysis. It's 11 questions. So if you go out to financialpaladin.com, takes less than five minutes, 11 questions, and that'll give you a score to help you better understand your risk tolerance. And that would be the start of learning more. So that's awesome. Oh, that sounds great. Well, listeners, that does it. We're out of time for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.